to Women of Faith Network, helping others find their true identity. Episode 1. This is Jay Adams. And I am Teresa Lasher. Have you ever wondered what your true identity was, why you were here? Today, Teresa and I will be discussing your true identity. for myself, and I'm sure for Teresa as well, is to reveal man's kind true identity. There is more to us than just existing, more to us than just being a mother, a sister, an aunt, a daughter, and even a friend. Yes, definitely more to us. We definitely want to find out what our true identity is. God has a much bigger plan, a plan for each one of us to learn and fully understand who we truly are in Christ Jesus. He really loves us, and He wants us to find our plan. Yes. John G. Lake once said that the only difference between Christ and us is that He he understood who He was. And that is an amazing thing, to understand who you truly are in Christ Jesus. That is very important. It's an important part of our life and our walk and um, what God has in store for each and every one of us. If, I'm reminded of the scripture in Ephesians 1, 4 that says, Long ago, even before he made the world, God chose us to be his very own. What Christ would do for us through what would Christ do for us? He decided... Then to make us holy in his eyes without a single fault. We would stand before him covered with his love. His love. God's love is amazing. I want to read this um, in the version that I have here is the NIV version. It's a, we're going to go back to Ephesians. I'm going to start at 4. It says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ. Predestined. Predestined. That is amazing. God predestined each and every one of us for the life that he has for us. He knew before we were ever born that we were going to be who we were. Yes. He chose us. Mm -hmm. Just like in the story of Abraham and Sarah, when Abram when Abraham was Abram and Sarah was Sarai, they did not know what God had in store for them, the plan that he had for them. They had an amazing plan for them. When he looked at them, he did not see them through their eyes. He saw them through his eyes, through God's eyes. And when he saw them, he saw them perfect, holy, And Abraham and Sarah made a lot of mistakes. You know, Abraham lied and Sarah lied. And they did all these things. And God still saw them as Abraham and Sarah. Abraham being the father of many nations. And Sarah being the mother of many nations before they ever had their first child. Yes. I'm reminded that there's nothing that can hinder his approval of you. Because you are standing in perfect innocence before him, if you're covered in his love, as Ephesians 4, 1, Ephesians 1, 4 says, right? Right. Right. And see, God is love. Yes. Not only 
do we have the love of Christ, but he is the love. Mm-hmm. And so it's very difficult sometimes for us to see ourselves as love and not see us the way um, the way God sees us. God sees us perfect. Yes. No yes, sin, yes. Mm-hmm. no problems, nothing we've ever done could ever make God see us differently. That's right. He still sees us perfect. That's right. Because we're his creation, right? Yes. Yes, we're made in his image and in his likeness. That's what the word says in Genesis. Yes, it does. I'm also reminded of um, a Psalms 139, 13 and 14 that says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knitted them together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. It is amazing to think about your workmanship is marvelous. Oh, how well I know it. I think it rem- I, I'm reminded that every time I look into the mirror and you study, you're a nurse, Teresa. Yes. So when you study the body, you can tell that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. There's only one person that can knit you and form you like that. There's only one. Mm-hmm. We're so intricately made and we resemble each other but at the same time we're totally different you understand yes we have total different fingerprints right Mm -hmm. there's no two fingerprints that are the same but yet the inside of you is just like the inside of me yes that is amazing to me we are the only mammal created to have a relationship with god Mm. a true relationship with god You know, to God, he saw the human race, Adam and Eve. He saw them as being important. He wanted someone to commune with. He wanted someone to have a relationship with. He wanted someone to talk with in the garden. Mm -hmm. That's why he created us. He wanted us to spend time with him. Yes, yes. Colossians 2, uh, 9 and 10 says, For in Christ... There is all of God in human form, in human body. As you have everything, so you have everything when you have Christ, and you are filled with God through your union with Christ. He is the highest ruler with authority over every other power. That is, that is an amazing scripture to me. And I think the one thing that sticks out to me the most is because you just said that though God made all the animals that exist, right? He still wanted someone to have relationship with him. Yes. To connect with him. Yes. And so it says, and so Colossians states, for in Christ there is all of God in a human form. I find that, I still just find that amazing because it, It reminds me that if Christ is in me, if Christ is in you, then God is still wanting that relationship. Yes. He's still in us, and he's still longing for those times of fellowship with him, the coolness of the day as Abraham did, right? Yes. I would would simply, I know that there's, there's days that possibly I can't, you know, because of maybe something coming up or maybe I'm not feeling good or something like that. Time just gets away, and that time, that precious time with the Lord, sometimes just goes by the wayside. And then sometimes it just goes by so fast when you're in there with Him. 
I can be in, in, in having a relationship and getting to know him and spending time with him. And it seems like that hour, that hour and a half just was like 10 minutes. It just goes by so fast. And I think it's, um, I think it's important, you know, that we understand that God wrote the scripture of your DNA when he knitted you together in your mother's womb. Yes, he did. Yes. He, I mean, that just, the thought of that is like, wow. He knew before I was ever created, he had a name for me. He yes. knew who I was. He knew I was going to be born. He knew who, who I was going to be born to. Mm-hmm. He knew the struggles that I was going to have. He put people in place to help me in every part of my life, yes. including right up to conception. Yes. Down to being birth, mm-hmm. and then after birth. Yes. I mean, when you really think about how amazing that is, mm-hmm. it is, it, it just can blow your mind. It, it does. <laughs> it really does. I'm reminded of something that I read not too long ago about how God knew us way before the foundation of the earth, way before sin ever entered the earth. We were never supposed to be a part of sin. We weren't created for sin. We were created for Him. And if we truly understand that, then we will truly understand the identity that we have inside of us. That's right. Mm-hmm. Our true identity. That's right. Our identity is after sin. And after Jesus died on the cross and then rose again and took back yes. for us and Everything that sin caused, he took it all back Mm -hmm. so that we could live without sin. Right. And a lot of times people don't understand that when God sees us, and he sees us through his eyes, he doesn't see the sin at all. That's not part of what God sees. God sees a perfect creation. Yes. Snow white. The glory of God covered all over them. Exactly the way he wanted us to be created. Right. And then that also means that we have to see ourselves the way God sees us. And that's a very difficult thing for us. Yes, it is. Because the world keeps putting things in our head and in our minds and on TV about the worldly way of living and about who we are supposedly and how we have to find ourselves in the worldly way instead of us finding ourselves in the word and realizing who we are in Christ. Right. That was my next question is, why is it so hard for people to see their identity, their true identity? I believe part of it is because of all the junk we put inside of our bodies. Yes. And I'm not talking just stuff that you eat. I'm talking what you watch, what you hear, our conversation, what we speak. Mm -hmm. You know, in Genesis, it tells us that we have authority over things of this earth and God gave us that authority and so I hear so many times people say well you know when Adam fell we lost that authority but they forget Mm -hmm. what happened to Jesus when Jesus came back and he took the keys to death hell and the grave yes he gave us all of our authority back yes he did and and when I hear someone say oh well you know maybe God will take care of it, or it's all, he's in control, or it's, it's, 
in his plan or and not necessarily just a plan but i mean just saying that god's in control right what part of that did god ever tell us tell us that he was in control yeah because if he was in control of this earth this earth would not be like it is right now right he's not in control we are Mm -hmm. because he gave us the authority over the earth and over everything on this earth right so we're the ones with the authority. We're the ones with the ability to speak out of our mouths and to create things into existence. Sure. Because your words have power. Because our words have power. Yes. Yes. Because we were made in his image and in his likeness. And Jesus spoke things into existence by his very words. Right. I think um, for me to answer that question, which is, you know, why is it so hard to see our true identity, to see the identity that Christ had for us way before the foundation of the earth, which sin, no, sin did not reign there. He it had no authority there at all. Um, I think that starts with, you know, our minds have to be renewed. You know, sometimes um, a lot of people, including myself, whenever before I gave my heart to Jesus, you know, and I surrender my life to him, um, I was putting things, just like you said, you know, worldly things, you know, mm-hmm. carnal things, things of this world in rather than the Word of God in. But in Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to view, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Because, you know, in the Old Testament, that's what they did. They offered animals as sacrifice. Now he's telling you, I want you to offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. That is your spiritual work, true and spirit, uh, true worship. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then, then, see, there's a condition. Once you've once you've renewed your mind, then you will be able. To test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So that right there tells me that we're, we're having to renew our mind on a daily basis. Not just on a weekly basis. Not just on a bi-weekly basis. We are constantly having to renew our minds daily. And I think when we do, when we do that, we become more like Him. We start understanding, hey, I know I'm now learning who's inside of me. We understand what Colossians says, 9 and 10, 2, 9 and 10. For in Christ, there is all of man in the human body. We start to understand that if, if Christ is in us, then God is in us. We start to renew our mind and start believing and understanding and have faith to know that Christ is in me, the hope of glory. Right? Yes. Yes. You know, that word transformation in itself, when we look at it like in the Webster Dictionary or, you know, any other dictionary, but the Webster Dictionary says that the operation, that transformation means the operation of changing as by rotation or mapping one configuration or expression into another in accordance with a mathematical rule, especially a change of variables or coordinates 
in which a function of new variables or coordinates is substituted for each original variable or coordinate. Mm -hmm. And that is like, wow. Mm -hmm. He's totally changing you into somebody different. Yes. Somebody else. Yes. And that all comes with the Word of God. Yes. It's putting the Word in us. Yes. And understanding who we are in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And realizing the love that God has for us. And the love that He intended us to walk in. Right. And the love that He intended us to share with others. Yes. Yes, the word, the word transformation too, synonyms are change, metamorpho, um, transfigure. Which Jesus did on the mount. Yes, he did. He turned into something totally, something other than human, truthfully. Um, these are all synonyms that describe this transformation. So you could actually put in there, you know, replace it with, but be changed by the renewing of your mind. Be trans um, metamorphosed. By the renewing of it in mind. In other words, change from the inside out. You're you're taking on a whole new different identity when you understand and you allow, allow the word of God to renew you. You're taking on the identity that he had before you, way before the foundation of the earth, way before sin ever entered, way before you were ever thought of in your mother's womb, way before all of that, he had a plan and he was thinking of you. Yes. Yes. And he had an identity for you. Yes, he did. He had already had his DNA put in you when he was knitting you together. He already had it all planned out, all configured exactly how you were going to be. And whenever he created you in your mother's womb, he decided, okay, this is what I'm going to give you. Yes. And I, I think that's totally... And I know sometimes it's hard for people to understand that well, you know, that's that might be for you, but that's not for me because I've sinned so much or you don't know the kind of life that I've lived. And that might be true. I might not know that. You know, I'm, this might be the first time you're ever hearing my voice or Teresa's voice. But I do know that God does have a plan for each and every person. See, because you weren't just an afterthought. You weren't just, um, just happened by a big boom or anything like that God truly truly thought of each one of us before the foundation of the earth and to me when I think of that I think of love that's love to me you know that's that's a father having a strategic plan for each of his children and you can't get no better than that, can you? Can you ask for a better father than no, that? No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. No earthly father can ever match Jesus. So No. So in Romans 10, 9, it says, Because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing his power, authority, and majesty as God, and believe in your heart from the dead, you... I'm sorry, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, a person believes in Christ as Savior, resulting in his justification. That is being made righteous, being freed of guilt, of sin, and made acceptable to God. And with the mouth, he acknowledges and confesses his faith, and openly resulting in confirming his salvation. 
For the scripture says, whoever believes in him, whoever adheres to, trusts in, relies on him, will not be disappointed in his expectations. For there is no distinction between Jew and Gentile. For the same Lord is Lord over all of us. And he is abounding in riches and blessings for all who call on him in faith and prayer. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord in prayer will be saved. So right now we're going to call on Father God. If there's anyone out there that needs anything, or let's just say that maybe you've sinned and you've fallen short like the rest of us have at some point or time in our life, and you want to renew your relationship, or you're new to Christ and you want to give your life over to Father God, let's do that right now in prayer. So Father God, Jay and I come together And right now we ask that each and every person out there that hears this broadcast, Lord, will be touched and that you will draw them into your holy presence. We thank you, Lord, for that. Now, repeat after me. Father God, please forgive me of all of my sins. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to come into my life, to renew my mind, to renew my heart, and to change me. Your word says that if I believe in my heart that Jesus died for me, that I will be saved. So, Father God, I believe in my heart that Jesus died for me, and I claim right now that I am saved, healed, and delivered in Jesus' mighty name. And Father, I also want to pray for anyone out there that needs healing. We pray right now that your Holy Spirit goes to them. And we thank you, Lord, that we claim healing over their bodies. And we speak it over them right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Now stay tuned and hear our upcoming events. Transformation to be me. 2017 Women's Conference, November 3rd and 4th at Harmony Haven in Bartow. Join us for this two-day event that will encourage and inspire you to live the life that you have dreamed of. Register today at womanoffaithnetwork.org. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for joining us on Woman of Faith Network.